0: Welcome to Transition Talk, a podcast series by Accenture where it's all about our energy needs in the future. In this episode, we discuss governmental legislation. Now, as you might know, there is a new Dutch energy law in the making. So what kind of changes require new legislation? Can the new law stimulate the energy transition? And what challenges in terms of law do we still have to overcome? My name is Maria Punch, and in the studio joining me... Maarten Molhuizen, Strategy Director at Ascent. Dick Wijvenbach, Head of Netbeheer NL, the Association of Energy Grid Operators. and Sander van Ginkel, He's the Managing Director Utilities at Accenture.
1: People underestimate what role the data will play in this. If we want to do it cheap
2: and make it cheap... We need to think from a systems perspective what works best. Ultimately, legislation plays a very important role to to arrange for that.
0: Sandra, I'd like to start with you. Um, So the new energy law is on its way. We're not quite there yet. It still needs to pass through Parliament. Um, It would be impossible to cover that entire law, so we're not going to try. But we do want to give listeners a bit of perspective. Um, So why does this energy transition require new legislation?
2: (laughs) Yeah, I think it's very important. And if you look at the current energy law, it goes back to the 90s. A long time ago, it was trying to... Well, the aim was market deregulation, market liberalization. Uh, And obviously, the whole energy system faces a very new challenge now. The whole energy transition needs to be arranged. Mm -hmm. So, yeah... Uh, government play an important role and ultimately legislation plays a very important role to to arrange for that. Yeah, yeah.
0: so it's all quite technical but perhaps you could highlight one example um, that illustrates the necessity of the new law.
2: Yeah, so the the new law, I I think it's a first step in a much broader uh, sort of thing that we are trying to to arrange here. But if you look at the current law, um, there's a couple of more technical things. But one of the things is uh, local energy communities. I think it's important. eh? If you want to decarbonize the built environment, uh, the whole idea is that uh, local communities play an important role with initiatives they take themselves in this law uh, there is a couple of arrangements that really help local initiatives to be proactive and become active participants active consumers active producers in a new energy
0: system right right uh, martin from your perspective when it comes to the energy transition you know perhaps not everybody would straight away think about the necessity of, of uh, regulation um why is it really such an important topic
3: yeah, well, it's such an important topic because the the, the climate agreement uh, and, and uh, reaching our climate goals, it's such an important goal. Um, and, and then to have all the parties, let's say, enable them to, to act in their way in the market, it also needs a stable and predictable, but also practicable um, legislation. So you can freely act and also be, let's say, be kind of secured that the investments that you make can kind of pay out in the future. So to, to really mobilize all the actors in the, in, the, uh, in the sector, it's really important to have a, have a, a clear legislation.
0: Uh, Dick, that brings me to you. Um, from a grid operator's perspective, um, what is your view on the development in legislation and related to the energy transition
1: well the regulation uh, the problem with laws always is that it keeps you in the old world mm-hmm. it doesn't bring you into a new world because legislation by nature is conservative it looks back mm-hmm. and we are we are now in a in a serious transition we have to look forward to new rules new uh, um, a new system uh, people people forget that from a grid operator's perspective they always think Well, you know, we we add something to our building and that's it. But no, that's not it. Mm. It's really rebuilding the system. And that requires uh, not only a new law, but in in our view it also requires another type of law. Because the problems which we face now with the old law, we will also have with the new law in five years' time. Mm. So you're looking at a new type of law that will be more flexible... It will adapt easier to new situations, to the new world, uh, also in five years or ten years' time. And uh, and we're quite happy with, with, with the way this law has been framed, mm-hmm. because it is a, a framework law. It is not a law in the old type of uh, legislation saying, you know, we have to do every detail. Right. Now it, it, it kind of sets the framework. And then, and a lot needs to be filled in. But that also is our concern. Yeah. You know, there's a lot to be filled in. Right. <laughs> Could you give
0: an example of what would be filled in and what would help uh, the grid operators?
1: Well, we gave a few examples, for example, about uh, tariff regulation. How do you look right. at the future of tariff regulation in a new system? Um, okay, there's nothing said in that law about this. It needs to be filled in. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also... A major thing, uh, which we consider a major thing, is that we're looking at a new integrated system. We're not looking at gas and power separately. No, this law is the first law that integrates both. So that's a good step. Mm-hmm. But is is that enough? Hydrogen, does it need to be included in this law? Mm-hmm. It was not included now. It was uh, put as a question mark in the law, saying, do we need to include this? How should it be included? So questions were asked there. But we're looking at an integrated system. So we really hope that the law will make a further step into an integrated view at how the energy system should work, because we all know, and I think probably all three of us are uh, quite in agreement on that, If if we just look at two separate systems, gas and electricity, we're not going to make the energy transition work. No.
0: Um, you were also involved in the so-called consultation, is that right? Can you tell us yes. just a little bit about how that works? Do they take you to a secret location or <laughs> how does that work?
1: Oh no, 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 no. It's, a, it's perfectly public and it should be public because it's a part of a democratic p- uh, process. So you sure. really need to be, you know, everyone everyone can give his view on, on new legislation. That's the way how it works. So what the ministry did was actually uh, uh, drafting, making a first draft, which they issued, uh, uh, I believe it was December last December right and then you, you get a certain period of time six weeks this time it was eight weeks because of the uh, Christmas holidays in between so no in eight, eight week time everyone can issue a few right so private persons have done that, mm-hmm. but also of course uh, important stakeholders associations like 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 ours uh, so they they' one pages, but we we have issued about sixty pages there
0: <laughs> right <laughs> um, <laughs> Martin, as an energy retailer, were you involved in the same way?
3: Yeah, we were involved in the same way. I can fully um, uh, agree to Dick's comments. Um, it's, it's, um, and I think we have been working in the sector quite, quite a while in such a, in such a way. Yeah? So cooperation, uh, working together. And, and I think that's also really important. I mean, it's a huge challenge ahead of us. And, and we can only do that, uh, do that together.
0: Yeah. Is there something uh, from your perspective in the current law that's really giving you, uh, giving you a hard time?
3: Well, if you would ask me what can be improved, I I would look at uh, items like uh, the availability uh, and also the... Uh, of, of data uh, mm-hmm. uh, as as we as we know this well that's also why we have this new law uh, the energy system will be much more volatile much more flexible uh, and in order to to arrange and manage all that we need more data more insights and and to have those data of of customers of users uh, more available mm-hmm. um, it's important to have that independently organized uh, to also secure the, the customers in the in in this sense and i mean talking about legislation For us as a retailer, it's also key what our customers can expect from it. I mean, that's that's our primary focus. How can we take them along in this energy transition?
0: Yeah, why are the data so important?
3: Well, to to optimally steer, manage, uh, predict the energy flows, electricity, uh, more and more, less gas. uh, Access to data makes it easier to predict the system and keep it stable.
0: Um, Sonder and Dick described the law as a, as a framework uh, with, with flexibility, uh, that it's hard to look ahead perhaps more than five years time, uh, that the law is always like a step behind. Um, when we think of a sense of urgency um, and you think of legis- legislation, you know, what would, would you need to fix right now?
2: Yeah, I think th- th- this is critical. I think, th- uh, I think Dick, you, I think you described it very well. I, I mean, we have now the basic framework that makes sure that across different energy carriers, you know, you look at it at the same way. And that's an important sort of fundament. I think now we have a next challenge. And I think that's the challenge beyond 2030, right? Where first we need very clear, fundamental political choices how the system is going to work, and then that tr- translates to law. Now, I clearly see five areas where now political choices are really needed, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So first, it's really, what is the mix that we want? Uh, so uh, we need to produce in a renewable way, so it will be solar, wind, but is there a role for nuclear? Yes or no? Which political is choice?
0: A, a controversial...
2: A thing. sensitive one, a controversial one, but one that's needed... And then the second thing is everything around the build environment. Do we still use our gas networks, but then for renewable gases, like biogas or maybe hydrogen in the future? Mm-hmm. Yes or no? Very fundamental one. A third one for me would be industry. Industry is competing at a global scale. We need to decarbonize it. But we need to do it in a way that allows them still to, be, to compete in a level playing field. A very important fourth one would be mobility. I think... Batteries and cars, I think we're going there, right? Mm -hmm. Batteries will become cheaper than the alternative, so the market can do that. Mm -hmm. But what are we going with long-haul road transport, aviation shipping? We do not have the solutions there, and it takes firm political statements to, um, well, to give direction to that transition. And then a last one would be the power system. When there is much more, and eh, you already mentioned it, um, uh, Maarten, eh, when the power system is becoming much more reliable on solar and wind, it's not always there. So we need sources of flexibility to make sure that supply meets demand at every second in the system. And that requires also an element of political choice.
0: Yeah, it's it's quite a, quite a list. It's obviously all connected. Um, there is this sense of urgency. Are you confident that... Um, There are going to be some tough decisions.
2: Yeah, of course we have the Netherlands. Of course the problem is bigger. It's Europe and even global. But if you look at the Netherlands, um, we need to make the decisions. And I think in Fundament, everybody agrees to the Paris targets. So Mm -hmm. we know where we have to go. So um, let's see now and make concrete how we are going to do it. So it's much more on the how now. Uh, And I think it's possible.
0: Yeah, um, Martin, so is legislation important for retailers to accelerate the transition?
3: Yeah, it certainly is. I mean, making investments in uh, flexibility, immobility, mobility but also in, in heat and, and cooling networks requires a longer term view. And then legislation helps to create a stable environment. Uh, creating a level playing field is something we always bring in as well is important as well. Maybe we come to it later. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, those are the key elements of rules of law... that can help accelerate the uh, energy transition.
0: You're listening to Transition Talk, a podcast series by Accenture... about the future of energy. In this episode, it is all about the role of legislation. My guests are Martin Molhuizen, he is strategy director at Ascent... Dick Wijvenbach, head of the Dutch grid operation Netbeheer NL. And Sander van Ginkel, managing director utilities at Accenture. Now we've already discussed the importance of legislation. And in the second part, I want to learn more about the ecosystem and some of the new roles we see in this transition. Um, Dick, that brings me to you. Um, Could you just briefly sort of paint the landscape currently? Who are the most important players in the energy landscape right now?
1: Uh, of course, we are somewhere on a on the verge of something new. You know, in 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 the past, of course, our system was a demand uh, system. You know, so it's a, it's a power demand system. So what was demanded was supplied centrally by certain you know suppliers, mm-hmm. uh, large suppliers. The new system will be a much more difficult uh, system, where many consumers will have a role. Uh, new new market parties will have a role. And uh, I, I believe Marlon just said it very well. Uh, people underestimate what role the data will play in this. Mm.
0: Uh,
1: that, that, that's why, uh, just coming back to our first part on on legislation, uh, that's why I think the uh, the new energy law is also very important because it it addresses this issue for the first time in a separate. Now, chapter of the law, uh, and uh, of course, probably it's not, not perfect and not suiting everyone in the right way, but I, I believe we are a, a good step ahead on, on something. Mm-hmm. And that actually says you n- not only need an independent grid operator on who you can rely about your connection and, and, and transport of energy. But you also need an independent data manager uh, who who is in charge of the data and you know who makes those data available to those people, to whoever needs it and uh, uh, and 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 in order to make the the, the energy system more efficient. yeah it has a, it serves a real public. Goal. Uh, People forget that because the more data you have, the more you know flexibility you have in the system, the more efficiency you have probably in the system, and that uh, that that creates a a new, a totally new playing field, I would say, uh, of all kind of parties who could could play a role in in the new uh, energy world as as traders, as aggregators, as as suppliers, as producers, as consumers and producers, uh, and that makes it also very difficult for um, the, the grid operators who have the um, the, you know, the the holy duty to keep the the, the system stable. Holy duty. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, I believe that's a holy duty that <laughs> you really have. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and and in our organizations, it really felt that way. You know, it says very proud in saying we have a ninety nine point nine percent reliability, that's a, that's a real, that's a real uh, important thing. Yeah. So we, we, we have to have that duty to, to keep it stable, but that's a, a serious challenge when so many players suddenly come on the play, playing field mm-hmm. and say, we, we all want to play our, our role. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's why I, I believe the key is somewhere in the data. That you manage that data, then you get grip on on the system again. Yeah. But but in that in the way to this new system, pooh, that's really it's uh, yeah. <laughs> really something. Yeah, and,
0: and at the same time, there's quite a bit of distrust about collecting data.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, they, uh, we all know the Google and the Amazon uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> situation. So.
0: Um, Sander, you already mentioned earlier, um, consumers are playing a more active part, smaller initiatives. Um, So what do you think are key issues for them to actively participate in the energy transition?
2: Yeah, so consumers, they're residents, they live in a built environment. And if you look today, uh, the cost to realize all this is 40K per household. So that's a lot of money. And who is going to pay the bill? And I think... That's a very important one that we are trying to... Well, everybody moves a bit uh, around the hot potato, if you will. So um, I think um, what is really important here is to... In addition to all kinds of local initiatives... That have to deal with what we have today... We need innovation, but we need also a couple of clear choices. And the most important one for me would be, again... What do we do with the heating of the built environment? We do we do that with gas in the Netherlands, mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. historical reasons. And what is the future solution for that? Is it going to be electrification and heat pumps? Is it going to be biogas, maybe hydrogen? Is it maybe going to be used more district heating solutions? Um, so, um, and I think probably a combination of all those things will really help them. But there is a central planning element in there as well. It Ultimately, if we want to do it cheap and make it cheap, we need to think from a systems perspective what works best. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then go to more neighborhoods and households and then think uh, what does it mean at that level. And then the big thing is if, if we make it cheaper... How do we make sure that it works for the consumers? Because ultimately they need to change themselves as well. So we need to make it simple and easy and all the solutions that they need to use should be simple and easy and work.
0: Yeah, so apart from the legislation, um, the engineering, the data, uh, the technique, there is also like trust or mindset.
2: For sure. This is trust and mindset is the most important thing... if, you, if we want to, to make steps and move. And that requires commitment. It requires involvement and support and a lot of dialogue.
0: Yeah. Martin, what is your perspective... if you think of a more active role of the consumer...
3: Yeah, well, first of all, I think that empowering consumers is is really important. First of all, because I personally believe in that. I mean, there are actors in the system as well. They need to have a free choice. They can make their own choice also. Uh, And in the ongoing flexibility of the system, we need also consumers have the ability to choose from new flexible options and installing solar panels on your roof, uh, having a battery in in your house. I mean, people really get... Get more involved in managing their energy, uh, so um, and, and that's important because then only then we can make this transition in the energy transition. At the same time, um, sometimes you you tend to look only at let's say the the, the front runners of those consumers, but there are also uh, a lot of consumers who say well. I don't want to be, be 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 embarrassed by it. Don't 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 be hassled by it. Mm-hmm. Please manage it for me. And I think right. we should uh, um, enable both type of of, of consumers. So um, from that perspective, legislation should allow for different consumers to act, but shouldn't pick just only one of the types uh, to serve them.
0: Right. So a more sort of on-demand system, if you will.
3: Yeah, on-demand or, or or let's say uh, providing the framework for. Yeah market parties to act in, for consumers to act in, uh, allowing uh, consumers to make their own choice.
0: Right. Um, Dick, back to you. You have a background in, in, uh, in the law. We also see that the smaller initiatives are often organized locally. If you think of the legal framework again, should there be a mix between centrally organized things and a more local perspective?
1: Yeah, it's an important point, and it's a very also very difficult dilemma. Uh, I think everyone is very happy with seeing that, you know, the the support for a sustainable energy system is growing and is g- rapidly growing. Where in the past it was often challenged and said, "Is that really necessary?" Why is that that? Mm-hmm. that that question has con- come off the table. People realize we have to do something. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's good. Having said that. Uh, it was for me always a a big surprise to see that we, when we had our uh, climate agreement, so one was within the built environment, uh, other with industry, Mm -hmm. uh, the the energy sector, and uh, mobility, of course, and uh, and agriculture. So everyone started calculating, doing their thing. And I always said... Where is the system operator? Who is overviewing this? Right. What, where, where are the matches? How, how can you make this match? Because it's an integrated system. It's not loose parts. It's not a separate system for industry and for mobility. It's all, all connected. And that comes back to your questions. I said Some kind of a uh, conductor you really need. But it, it shouldn't be a conductor who says, you have to do it right now. Play these notes correct. No, there there should be some kind of interaction, and that's a real difficult challenge, but I think uh, where where we're going now is, I think, is that central government really sees this is necessary, this function is necessary, Mm -hmm. also sees that it needs to be done with local governments as well, so municipalities, etc. and we really have to find the right mix in order to move forward, because... Uh, we didn't address that on the urgency issue but if you don't take decisions now mm. uh, that's the difficulties for the grid operators it's much easier to realize a solar field you can realize in two years you no, know, from planning to realization right but if you want to put you know a high voltage power grid uh you want to um, you have to enlarge it or you have to uh, rebuild that that you know, that costs five till seven, eight years, uh, most of the times. <laughs>
3: yeah, f- f- fully supportive. I mean, and, and, and traditionally you can say, well, they're, they're different actors. Are they, are, are they friends or uh, whatever you want to call it? But actually, I, I would look at those as partners. I mean, we all have, have a role to play here. Mm-hmm. I personally believe this is a long... Uh, journey. Uh, mm-hmm. So you need indeed a co- uh, some kind of conduction, plan making. You can't just optimize in the first, let's say, two or three years. Uh, and this goes for let's say the the the, the more regulated uh, bodies, but also for the, the 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 commercial market parties and 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 also the commercial market parties like we are one. We have a long-term horizon, eh? so we are also benefiting from from. Clear, let's say, roadmaps uh, twenty years ahead to make investments now, uh, so that we that we can build on a kind of secure platform. Um, and, and it's uh, so in that sense, we we both need each other, but I also believe that there's really knowledge um, uh, for this, let's say, for the energy transition at at market parties, at at, at governmental bodies, and you need them both.
0: Yeah, right? yeah. So, do you think as the system becomes more? Um, Complex, um, do you think that parties that used to be perhaps rivals or competitors are they actually willing to cooperate because yeah, yeah, yeah. you need everyone in the chain
3: no, we, we, we definitely we definitely are willing to cooperate and, and and also i mean obviously we are also looking for uh, our role in in this game and and, and how can how can we fuel this energy transition and we have, uh, like like our competitors or uh, ideas on that. Uh, But again, I would like to see all the parties here as, I mean, we have this huge challenge. Mm -hmm. And there is sufficient room for everyone to play, like the orchestrated roles, like the free market roles. there, There is plenty of room. I think it's important to have clear lines of demarcation, because otherwise we get this Let's say discussions about it. You are on my turf, or are, you are, uh, of, I am on your turf. Mm-hmm. But if that's clear, there's sufficient room for everybody to play.
0: Right, um, Sunder. I'd like to zoom in on the industry for a bit. For you as a consultant, what did what do you hear um, from the industry? What do they need in terms of legislation?
2: Yeah, industry obviously have to play an important role in this whole process. That's that's very clear, and it's it's not easy. We read it in the newspaper, what's happening to Shell now. Uh, It's a very hard challenge and it's not easy. Um, I think ultimately there's three things important to really make it happen. I think the first thing is uh, CO2, there needs to be a meaningful and stable price. Preferably at global level, if that's politically not achievable, then at least at Europe with a mechanism to compensate for imports. Right. right. So we need that. The alternative have to be priced and should be priced well. I think a second second thing for me would be real stable policies, stable rules that create a climate for investment. Industry needs to do big time investments in um, transforming themselves, and that needs a stable investment climate to make those investments uh, to happen. And I, I think a third thing always is important for industry. Industry is competing at a global scale. So if we say in the Netherlands, you need to do this, this and this, mm-hmm. we need to make sure that you're still able to compete. Yeah. It's the
0: reality. Um, it's still a business. It's still a business. So um, we're going to conclude the conversation with a final question for all three of you. Um, you know, you've you've given your perspective. Um if you could give the Dutch government one advice, what would that be, Dick? <laughs> I, I,
1: I think the, uh, the most important thing is, uh, I think that we have to look at in an integrated way as the system. So what I said about uh, take charge, uh, take decisions right now, because we are in an execution stage, we cannot wait anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, please take charge and make 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 decisions, uh, and 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 whatever these decisions may, are, uh, then people know what to expect from the future. Like grid operators, they can work on it, and the insecurity, which will be there always in a certain to a certain amount, uh, but but at least has been covered for the next five or ten years, and we're going forward. Thank you, uh, Martin. Yeah,
3: if, if if I can add, fully agree to it. Um, if I can add, I would say, ensure that there is a long-term view. It's a long-term road uh, roadmap. It's, it's, it's a huge challenge, so ensure there's a long-term view that makes it easy uh, for all parties to step into and, uh, and really uh, play their role.
0: Right. What's the most important for you, Sander?
2: Yeah, I fully agree with, with Bart and Dick in what you're saying. If, if I would make one very concrete point, for me it would be green hydrogen. If you look at all the energy transition scenarios of 2030, 2035 and beyond, green hydrogen is playing an important role. Now, in the Netherlands, we have a unique situation. Um, we are close to the sea, so we can produce, uh, we can build uh, offshore wind, uh, we can produce the renewable energy for the electrolyzers, right? We also have the gas infrastructure and gas storage infrastructure to make sure that we can store and transport the hydrogen. And we also have already a very significant feedstock demand, which currently is grey, non-renewable. So if we can start sort of making that green, we can build solutions at scale, which will drive down cost. And this is a unique Dutch opportunity, in my view, to build a new industry that you can then export to the rest of the world. And I would... Take advantage if I were a politician of that opportunity.
0: We've heard a lot of interesting insights about energy and legislation. I would like to say thank you to my guests. Maarten Molhuizen, strategy director at Ascent. Dick Wijvenbach, head of Netbeheer NL. That's the Association of Energy Grid Operators. And thank you Sander van Ginkel, managing director utilities at Accenture. My name is Maria Punch. Thank you for listening to Transition Talk, a podcast series by Accenture. Do check out our other episodes about hydrogen, district heating, and flexibility.